0: Hello and welcome to episode 176 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today's episode is with Colleen. Colleen is interesting in a number of ways, but let me tell you something else first. Do you remember back in episode 157, it was called, Lindsay is a cornucopia of emotions? Do you remember that episode? My conversation with Lindsay came about because I asked a question online about how people might feel if diabetes was just magically cured. When I asked that question online, I came up with two people who wanted to be on the podcast. One was Lindsay, back in episode 157, and one was Colleen, who you're going to hear today in episode 176. And while the conversations begin in the first couple of moments exactly the same, they go in completely different directions. Also in this episode, I talk a little bit about Arden being diagnosed with hypothyroidism, which I don't think I've been as clear about in previous episodes. Colleen just does an amazing job of sharing her life and times with type 1. I'll tell you a little bit about her. She's an adult who has children, little babies. She's married. She's had type 1 diabetes for a very long time since she was little. And she is a longtime, very active member of the diabetes community online. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making changes to your healthcare plan. Oh, you know what? I forgot to say something. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by Dexcom and Omnipod. There'll be a little more information about both of these great products later in the show, but you can always go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox or dexcom.com forward slash juicebox to find out more. There's also links in your show notes. My name's Colleen
1: Wynn, um, N-G-U-Y-E-N. I I don't know, I've I've been diabetic for forever, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I work with, I work for a camp, kids with diabetes in the summer. Yeah, that's about it. See? I'm yeah. a diabetes nerd.
0: You're a diabetes <laughs> nerd, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to get something out of the way very quickly. People who listen to the show a lot will understand this. I think that these conversations go the best when they're completely just organic, and we don't plan them out, we don't email back yeah. and forth or talk about things. In the pursuit of that idea, I sometimes forget why I wanted to talk to people. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my recollection. I had this big idea one day and I reached out and I said to people, if you feel like this, please let me know if you want to be on the podcast. Is that about right? Yes. Except I forget what this is.
1: (laughs) Oh, it was, uh, if you wouldn't want a cure...
0: Ah, That's perfect. It. Yeah. So it was up It was up between that and adults who are afraid of using insulin because they're alone. I didn't think that was you because I know, no. you're, I know you're not alone.
1: No, definitely not alone.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got like children and dogs and husbands. And yeah, you can, like you can
1: probably hear my dog a little bit right now. <laughs> what's,
0: what's the dog's name?
1: She's Ruka. Her name's Ruka. Ruka. All
0: right, listen, if, if we hear Ruka, that'll be good. Yeah. Okay, so we'll get a little, we'll dig down a little more into who you are because you were, you, when you described who you are, you are like, it's me, it's Colleen. I am, yeah. I,
1: so, <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> so let's do it like this. How old are you?
1: Okay. I am 31.
0: All right. And when were you diagnosed?
1: I was three years old.
0: Three. Okay. I'm going to do some math now. Hold still. <laughs>
1: 28 years. Yes.
0: See? That's amazing, right? Yeah.
1: I usually tell people I was diagnosed at three and I've been a diabetic for 28 years, but please don't do the math. <laughs> well,
0: well, here's what I just did. I don't know if you want to uh, look behind the curtain. I took okay. 31 and I subtracted one. That got me to 30. And uh-huh. then I realized I had two more and I took off of those two. It took me right to 28. Is,
1: it, is that common core? Is it-
0: <laughs> You know what? That's the, um, that's the one of the guy who didn't go to all the days of school.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So you've had diabetes forever. It's interesting. Twenty eight years, you were diagnosed at three years old. My daughter was diagnosed when she was two years old, mm-hmm. but, but you're three years old, quite some time ago. Um, yeah, and so I'm going to ask you a question before we get into why. You know, sure. Um, so when 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 Arden was diagnosed at two, I remember hearing. Like people were like, oh, you don't have to worry because long-term complications from diabetes don't really come into play for like 30 years.
1: And I remember
0: going, well, then my kid will be 32 when that happens. Yeah. Like, like, how is that comforting in any possible way? Like, why would you say that to me? Like, let's say that that's not even true or it is true. And I don't see it as being true. I don't think there's a number you can put on it. But it was this interesting idea that I thought, oh, this is how they used to make people feel better. They yeah. were like, "Oh, you're 20. By the time this really affects you, you'll be old, and you won't care about yourself anyway." And, and <laughs> like, like yeah. that was the vibe, right? That came from them. Have you had any issues so far? No, nothing. No, I'm lucky. And and, and I do see it that way a little bit too. Like, yeah. yeah. And because, I mean, 28 years ago, let's call it 30 years because it's making my brain hurt to say 28. Yeah. But, <laughs> so 30 years ago, you must have been like. That's not even like big brick meter you get to take home time, is it? It is. It is. is I it?
1: had I my very first meter was just called One Touch, okay. like not One Touch something. It was just called the One Touch. It was the right. first One Touch meter.
0: They were like, "We'll yeah. only ever need one name. This will be great." Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> and my second one was called the One Touch Two. <laughs> <laughs> very creative.
0: I have to say that sounds dirty. Actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One Touch Two. It feels like there's more to that sentence. Uh, yeah. Right. So <laughs> um. But but okay. So you you she so did have a meter, but it was it mm-hmm. portable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It took oh, I think sixty seconds, and it was one of those ones you had to put like the big blood drop on the strip. I'm making a, a motion with my hand right now that you can't see. my <laughs>
0: <laughs> welcome to pantomime podcasting with kylie and,
1: <laughs> and putting it on yeah
0: so so for the rest of the podcast we'll all just sit very quietly and try to imagine what it is you're doing with your hands yeah
1: and
0: it'll probably get
1: anyone who's one. used that strip knows what i'm doing
0: yeah. <laughs> so you were basically like cutting a vein open and like pouring it yeah. on top of the meter <laughs> just going mm-hmm. and and a minute later as you're a little dizzy from the loss of blood it would give you it would give you a number <laughs>
1: Essentially.
0: I wonder yeah. if those big meters were more or less accurate than stuff that's available today. I,
1: I believe they were less you accurate. would imagine, but, right? I mean, I don't know exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah right? So, yeah. so okay. So you were working with specious data. Um, mm-hmm. You were a little dizzy from the blood loss. And mm-hmm. you were and you were a couple of years old. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. uh, did one of your parents, were your parents together? Yes. Did yep. one of them dive still are. in more? Yep. They still are? Yep. Well that's listen, that's really good news for all uh, the people yeah. listening whose kids have diabetes. This probably yeah. isn't going to make us all get divorced okay. and so- <laughs>
1: yeah I mean my my mom was my primary caregiver right. um but my dad helped too. Okay. I mean they were both very knowledgeable still still are very knowledgeable my mom my mom still you know sees my dexcom information, and every mo- once in a while will text me like, "Hey, what's going on with a helicopter emoji <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: Colleen, listen, I didn't give up this much of my life for your health to watch you piss right. it away now. yeah, basically. Okay, so, <laughs> is that comforting, or is it annoying, or how do you find it? It
1: is, it is actually, uh, I mean, it saved me once. Okay. <laughs> I was up in the middle of the night with my kids, and my blood sugar was like 300, and I used I use the T-Slim, and I went to put in my blood sugar, and I accidentally put it in the carbs, Okay. And I was so tired that I just like, whatever, just do it. Mm. And uh, so, you know, I got like 30 units of insulin. <laughs> um, cause, you know, that's... That's, that's how you want to roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, of course, wasn't waking up to my CGM alarms then, but my mom saw it on my share and kept calling and calling and calling and came and knocked on my door and woke me up.
0: Wow. She actually so. came to your home. Yeah. Does she live close or was it...
1: Yeah, she lives close, and she actually works even closer, so okay. it was nice.
0: But still, she she so she saw she saw you really high, then she saw you dropping really fast, and you weren't yeah. you weren't waking up, and so she was like, mm-hmm. "Look, I'm not. This isn't how this is ending." And yeah. So,
1: yeah, and I mean, she was right. She did. She was right. Like that's that saved me.
0: Yeah, you were in a bad spot. Yeah, isn't that something? So. When you put 300 in carbs, you obviously didn't realize it when you did. You, no. weren't, li- you weren't like, I'm just going to give myself 300 carbs no, no. right
1: now. No, and no, and it even gave me that like max bolus. Was, um like he's was, was like this is was, your maximum over your maximum boss do you want to continue and i was like half asleep so i said yes absolutely
0: <laughs> i do let's roll sure, let's, why not let's yeah, jump on yes, this i'm
1: tr- high give you my- <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's jump f- whatever pump two feet first into this well, trash can and, fire and see where we get
1: <laughs> and and just so everyone listening knows i had i had you know infant twins at the time <laughs> right, right. <laughs> i was very tired <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's possible you would have just you know done anything in that moment. So, uh, so yeah. but, but uh-huh. the, the point is cool. So the Dexcom share really did. It helped yeah. you. Right.
1: But saved my life
0: and your, and yeah. so your mom understood it enough that it wasn't just like this weird number that was happening that she didn't oh. understand. She right. understands yeah. it way. Understands yeah. it. Right.
1: Yeah. And she's, I mean, she's, she's called the ambulance on for me, you know, numerous times over my life. So well,
0: that was going to be my next question is that when you're yeah. that young and the technology's not nearly what it is today, mm-hmm. do you, was being dizzy part of your life was like, do you know what I mean? Like what, what was the did you yeah. just test a ton or how did you handle that?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was very aware of my symptoms. I would tell my mom I was hungry. That was usually the sign. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it feels like sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of going on feeling more than anything. Yeah.
0: You know, what's so funny is this, the, just this morning we had what I would consider to be a technology meltdown here. Where we got up in the morning, Arden's pump needed to be changed, and, you know, I didn't expect it to, to need to be changed. Um, we've been having, uh, like, uh, an issue with the Dexcom, which Dexcom's trying to help us with. But right now, it meant I had to do something this morning. So I pushed her out of the car this morning with no CGM on uh, and, uh, and a pump that had just been replaced. And I the last thing I said to her was, well, we had set a timer. I was like, when this timer goes off, test your blood sugar and text me. But... But the, the last thing I said to her when she went out the door is I said, hey, pay attention to how you feel. Yeah. And, and, and I realized I was like, that must have been just, that thought must have been prevalent every day for you. Just, yeah. just pay attention to how I feel.
1: Absolutely. Which actually, which actually, I mean, I feel that that's helped me in other ways in my life. I'm very aware of my body all the time. I do
0: always um, think that, I don't know that how many people would type one and appreciate it, but you're more tuned into your health than most people are.
1: Ab- yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, you know, you you really do. I'm able to ignore things about my health every day because mm-hmm. I don't have this overwhelming feeling that it could literally kill me today. <laughs> yeah, like, you're right. Like I feel like the things I'm ignoring, I can, you know, that's not going to be a problem until like I'm 65, yeah. and then I won't care. But
1: sometimes it makes me a little bit of a hypochondriac. I think, but my husband is a nurse and he rolls his eyes at me a lot. But
0: <laughs> because you're constantly looking and going, this could be something.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Arden's old site, two sites ago, um, so what is that, six days ago? Maybe, well, we changed the pump a little early, so five days ago. I leaned on it, and she goes, that's sore. And I remember thinking to myself, like, mental note, keep checking that site to make sure it doesn't get infected. Which, she's yeah. never had an infected site in all these years of having diabetes. <laughs> and I was still but it's like, one of
1: those things, yeah. Yeah,
0: but I was still like, okay, let's try to remember that, you know? Um... Okay, so my initial question to you was I put it out well, there. I forget. Let me let's yeah. try to if we can figure out the genesis of this. Someone <laughs> online said something that made me feel something. So it wasn't what they said. It it sparked an idea in me, and I think the idea that it sparked to me was: Are there some people who have just had diabetes for so long that it's part of who they are, and taking it mm-hmm. from them might be strange? And and I asked that online. And a lot of most people came in. Who were parents? It's funny. The parents came in and they were exactly. Like, they were like, "No, no, I no." I say no. that
1: all the time. It's different if you ask the parents than right, it right. is if
0: you ask the actual person. Hundred percent. They were For like, time. "Take it away. Mm-hmm. I don't care if she's attached to it or feels like it's her or not. She'll yeah. readjust." But some of the adults came in and were like, "You know what? I'm pretty good the way I am. I don't need this to mm-hmm. change." Which I found incredibly comforting, and thought the parents should be comforted by it too. But noticed that they were not comforted by it, and I thought, yeah. "I wonder if someone. <laughs> well, oh, my mom really- gets
1: mad." My mom gets mad at me when I talk about this.
0: <laughs> so tell me tell me a little bit about it. Like uh, is it just is it just wrapped in who you are at this point or or how do you feel about that question?
1: Yeah. I mean to me to me like the shot, you know, the shots, the pricks, the the pumps are not that's not the hard part of diabetes. I can live with that. You know what I mean? I don't need a cure. Right. I I don't need a 100% biological cure.
0: And do but, you think that that's because so let me ask this question. What's your level of concern that you're going to unexpectedly die in your sleep?
1: I mean, pretty pretty high, I would say.
0: And still That's, you feel like that?
1: I feel like that I could use better treatments. Okay. There are things that are more obtainable mm-hmm. right now that could that could help. Do does that
0: think, make sense? It does. <laughs> it does. Do you, Do your feelings, do you think your feelings are rooted in... Let me think about how to say this. Are they rooted in you're kind of because to me, it would be a common sense it to me, it's a common sense idea that they're probably not going to cure diseases, right? Like, like, we've all been around, <clears throat> excuse me, we've been around for quite some time as like a, a thinking people with medicine. I think we've managed to cure two, maybe three things of the bazillions of things that are possibly could go wrong with you. And mm-hmm. so is it just that like, hey, look, it's fairly unlikely they're going to cure this. So I don't want to think about that. Or is it
1: something? No, well, maybe, I mean, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think I, you know, I am used, I'm used to being diabetic. I'm used to having diabetes and, uh, I don't, you yeah, know, I don't know, <laughs> um, kind of think of how to, how to phrase what I'm thinking.
0: Cool. Take um, your time. Please start <laughs> using your hands that we can't see. Yeah. That's
1: uh, I was actually just sitting on my hands. Okay. Um, that maybe that'll help. <laughs> um, Yeah. I, I've, you know, I was told that I, there, you know, like everyone is, that, uh, that there'd be a cure in five to 10 years. Or by the time I was a teenager, I think is what the doctor had told my mom. Mm-hmm. And here I am at 31 and we're not even close. Um, so, I mean, I, I can't keep, I can't keep hoping for that right. because it's heartbreaking it's because, and healthy. there's no, it, yeah, like I, that's not going to happen. And I'm, I have to be okay with that. I've accepted it and, and fighting for just a cure is not good enough for me and i we have to go ahead. Yeah. oh I, I get very frustrated it, it's all it's always parents no offense no, no. <laughs> it's the parents who are who who get upset at you know at jdrf because they're they're fighting for treatments all as well as the cure they mm-hmm. you know they're giving money to organizations that are just fighting for a cure but that's not what we need necessarily
0: yeah it's a very um it's an early feeling like, so you, here's yeah. the part you don't know about, right? Which is because yeah. you were diagnosed as a little kid and you weren't, mm-hmm. it was you. It wasn't like somebody you loved. Right. And so, right. and so the part you don't know about is there are these stages of grief that you roll through as the parent mm-hmm. of somebody who's just, you know, not, forget the word sick. they just, it, it, their lives aren't going exactly the way you envisioned them when you were sitting around your house in your twenties going, look, we're mm-hmm. going to have a baby. Everything's going to be so great, y- y- yeah. y- you know? And so it's just that feeling of like, I can't fix this. I can't take it away. That's an incredible burden for you. Um, yeah. and then you think, well, somebody else should help. And then when you mm-hmm. look up at, they don't feel like they're helping. You're like, Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So no one's going to help us. But I agree with you a million percent. I understand yeah. the feeling cause I've had it, yeah. but, but I agree with you. I was able to push yeah. through, but you see it online all the time. Like somebody will yeah. come up like, it, you know, you, uh, for, you know, it'll be uh, Omnipod. I'll put up a like, hey, here's the Omnipod and blah, blah, blah. And this is what it does. And maybe you'd be interested in it. And then uh, inevitably, five comments down, some lady who appears to be in her 30s and someone's mom goes, mm-hmm. stop spending money on all this and just cure it already. And I'm like, well, first yeah. of all, if it was that easy. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. Right. It's such a, it's such a strange statement. Like, to yeah. me, it sounds like they're saying, would you just stop messing around and go outside and lift the house up over your head? Uh, as yeah. if that's a possibility in your day, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then you'll hear from people who are, you know, they're conspiracy kind of theorists who's like, you know, uh. people make too much money off <laughs> of to cure it. And like, as if there would be no money in curing it and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and they say, well, then it wouldn't go on forever. And, you know, people would still get diabetes, you, you know, you, yeah. by the way, if you came up with a cure that, that doesn't necessarily mean it would be, you know, um, a uh, simple word that just flipped right. out of my head. Uh, and
1: actually, that's why I have, i my kids are in trial net.
0: Because you want to see it coming, right?
1: Yeah, well, I want to see it coming, and I want to help prevent as well.
0: If you can. If you can, yeah, yeah. if something, some data prevent from their them blood tests and
1: everyone else, you know, they're. Right.
0: See how nice you are? This is lovely. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it helps that I have, like. A lot of friends with diabetes, and
0: you do right. Like so, you're one of those people who I've never met in person, but I genuinely feel. Oh, we like, met Did we, we really? Met once. Oh my god, in Philadelphia? Yeah. yeah okay. So f- <laughs> take that away. Forget that we've met once. It doesn't matter that we've met once. I. We, we talked
1: about baseball. <laughs>
0: we, we did. Okay. Okay. So forget that part. Forget okay, this. Yeah. This is the part I was trying to get to anyway. Sorry, I was sorry. vamping. When I see your face, yeah, statically, I feel mm-hmm. like I know you.
1: Yeah. But do you know what I mean? I feel like, the same way about you and Arden. Right. Yeah.
0: Like, but know you, know you. Not like I bumped into you one time or we talked about baseball or I've we've texted back and forth or something like that. Yeah. You genuinely feel like somebody, like you're one of those people who stayed in the community, but you stayed there because it brings you a great deal of comfort to, to have these real friends. Right. What mm-hmm. and so if I said to you I can magically take diabetes away today, so this is the mm-hmm. real question. I have a magic wand. And I can wave it over your head and you don't have diabetes anymore. What do you say to the, to the offer?
1: I have to say that I don't like, I probably, I would take it. I mean, I would, I don't know what I would do with myself after that.
0: And and of course I would expect you to obviously say you would take it, but then what do you think comes after that? Like, do you, do you lose friends? Do you lose support systems that are more to you than just diabetes? What do you think would happen next? What would be the backwash?
1: that's the hard thing. Cause like, I'm going to get all teary. Like diabetes camp is, is my passion. Uh, if I could do it for a living, I would. <laughs> um, and I spend a lot of my not, I don't have free time, but I spend a lot of my time working on that. Um, so I don't, and I do it and I do it for the, for the, not for myself, even, you know what I mean? For the kids. And <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it would take that away from me. I don't know what I would do with my life.
0: So I, it's funny because I know what you're saying because mm-hmm. you and I talking right now making this podcast mm-hmm. or yesterday yeah. yesterday I saw like a study from UCLA that talked about, I don't know, it was sleep or something, you know, and I thought, oh, I'll put that oh, up Oh, I people. saw that, yeah. Right, right. Um, I genuinely, I don't want to say I enjoy doing this stuff. I, I don't not enjoy it, but it feels like good work, I guess. Right, right? yeah. And so if you took that from me, I'd be thrilled for the people who don't have diabetes, but there would be a void in my life where I felt like, well, I'm not helping people anymore.
1: Absolutely.
0: And and I don't honestly know what I would fill that with. I feel like as I'm saying it, I'd fill it with Netflix. But...
1: (laughs) Like what other things could I do? What else do I, there's nothing that I feel this strongly about. So maybe,
0: maybe I would that's exercise. Not that's that, not
1: entirely true. If we're friends on Facebook, you know, there are things I feel. Right,
0: like right, there, right. Facebook. There's things, and, but would you, it's, it's just an interesting idea that it is because there are other people out there who don't do that, who don't stay connected to people who are like, like, listen, I'll say something right now and I hope it comes off exactly the way I mean it. Sure. Yeah. If I shut this podcast off today and never put another one of these episodes up, my kid would be just as healthy. You yeah. know, like I might stop. Right. Le- I might stop learning about diabetes at the pace I'm learning it at, but I wouldn't forget everything. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't be the one damaged by that decision. Um, right. And 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 as I say that, I think well, wow, there would be a lot of other time for things, but then I don't know what those things would be. Yeah. It's just really interesting how something that on day one felt so horrible and on day mm-hmm. whatever this day is still is horrible. Yeah, but not horrible in the way I expected. I guess mm-hmm. if that makes sense or not.
1: I mean, it's especially if it's like shaped who I am. I mean, how could it not? I'm one of those people. I don't. I don't normally refer to myself as you know a diabetic. I'm a person with diabetes, but I also wouldn't say that it doesn't define me because it absolutely does.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so much of your day, really. Yeah. You know, like even and my
1: person, my like my whole personality. I don't, I don't know life without it. Yeah. It's always been, it's been in my mind since I was three.
0: Yeah, that's such a strange thing. Like, and so as as much as it's something that's not, you know, pleasant or that you would yeah. choose to have, it's not like it's not like if I took a person who didn't have diabetes and I said, hey. How would you like diabetes? It's going to shape who you are. Really, it's going to make you care about other yeah. people. It's going to, you know, would you like that for yeah. that? And they'd be like, yeah, you know what? No, but
2: um, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't
0: I just work on those things on my own? But it's funny, it yeah. forces you into that situation. And I mm-hmm. will say something that I'm sure I've shared her, but I don't know how clearly I've shared it. For the last decade, my daughter Arden has been using the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump. When I described to you why I think the Omnipod is the right choice for anyone interested in pumping, it kind of sounds simple. right? There's an automatic insertion of the cannula, there's no you know, things to fuss with, you just push a button and it happens. It's waterproof so you don't have to take it off for swimming or bathing, and it's incredibly easy to change. When it's time to change your pump, it only takes a couple of moments. Now you might think, well, that all sounds nice, but that's not exciting. But trust me, if the opposite was true in your life, you would find these things very exciting. If you had to take off your pump every time you got a shower and then you forgot to put it back on and your blood sugar went skyrocketing up, which happens to a lot of people, then you would find waterproof really exciting. If you were at your softball game and needed a new pump really quick and only took two minutes to switch it and there was no priming and all that stuff, you'd find that very very exciting. So while it is difficult sometimes for me to convey the amazing nature of the omnipod because it's an insulin pump it's not a car I can't be like hey it goes zero to 60 and you know trust me for an insulin pump it's really really exciting I want you to go to my omnipod.com forward slash juicebox or click on the link in the show notes in your podcast app or juiceboxpodcast.com. Because when you do that, Omnipod is going to send you out a free, no-obligation demo of the Omnipod that you can try on and wear so you can decide for yourself. MyOmnipod.com forward slash juice I will say something that I'm sure I've shared here, but I don't know how clearly I've shared it. Prior to my daughter having diabetes, the person you're listening to right now, this is not the person I was. No. Like I was not this, I was kind, but I was privately kind. I would have never been kind overtly or in public. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have gone out of my way to say something uplifting to someone or, or, or if I wish sometimes, sometimes I get scared to say this out loud because I, I, I almost don't have time for what I'm doing now. But if you saw my private messages and the amount of people who I'm talking to about their diabetes, or about, mm-hmm. and it's not as much nuts and bolts stuff as you would think. Sometimes it's just like, Hey, you did it. Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. You, you know, I've been talking to a mom for weeks who just messaged me one day and she's like, I am going to conquer cereal. And I was like, you
1: I'm like, you go get it.
0: And I was like, like, and it was and, funny.
1: And then tell me how you did it, please. Thank the, you. Well, I, <laughs> no.
0: I, I can do it, but, no, no, but, please. and I told her how I thought. I, how I did it, but then she, then you have to put it to practice and you have to actually find Mm -hmm. the balance between the insulin and the carbs and the timing and all that crap. And, and, and she's like, I'm going to do it. And then someday she'd send me a graph and she's like, look how close I came. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And now I'm like, I'm being like, I'm like, I'm her support system now on this endeavor. Um, and I like it. I mean, it's, it's, I don't dislike that she and I talk about that. And one day, right. the, the real interesting part is, and the, for, for those of you who may have corresponded with me at some point or are considering doing it now, one day you just disappear, which is great, by the way. Like, I, mm-hmm. one, one day this woman just won't send me another message, which means she figured this thing out, you know, and yeah. I, that'll make me feel good. Except I'm always on the other end going, well, just no goodbye at the end, or... <laughs> just well, one. You know. I
1: haven't gone anywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's a str- it's it's again it's something that yeah. you would not have if you knew me prior yeah. to my daughter having diabetes. And you could look and see the person I am today. That you would never never be able to imagine that I would have transformed from that person to this person.
1: Yeah. That's something I think about a lot too cuz I have no idea what kind of person I would have been.
0: Yeah. You know, you who knows? A big pothole or something like just like you know just <laughs> imagine if yeah. I could be in like prison now. Right? <laughs> yeah. Who
1: knows? Who knows?
0: That's a sci-fi movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a lot richer I know that.
0: <laughs> I would definitely have more money. I'd have more sleep. I would. Um, I, I know that that would be a big deal for me. Like I, I can. I know that. I know that having more sleep would be a big deal for me. Um, I, I can tell that this is going to adversely affect the end of my life whenever that ends up being, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you know um, yeah. that, that is one thing I do remember thinking on day four of Arden's diagnosis, we were coming out of a, I don't know, a carb counting class. That ended up being a waste of time, but we came out of a carb counting class <laughs> and my wife said, it just hit my wife like a ton of bricks. She's like, is she going to be able to have a baby? And I was like, "Are we gonna get divorced?" Uh-huh. And she was like, "What?" And I'm like, "What?" Like, because I never thought was she gonna be able to have a baby, yeah. and all I thought was, "Is this gonna be too much?" Like, are we like enough of like is our whatever it is we are together like is it enough to withstand this? Yeah, y- you know. And um, it's not that I felt like it was like we were or we weren't. I just thought this is an unnatural amount of other stuff yeah. y- y- you know y- yeah. yeah and then our endo tells us a month later that the national average of divorce is one and two but when you add a chronic illness to uh, a spouse or a child it goes to two and three and i was like well that sounds like more y- y- you yeah. know, like, yeah. like, i was like why'd you tell me that like i'm already crying a lot at home to begin with like i don't, yeah. I don't need yeah. more of this information please Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> upbeat lady and so um
1: well, use my here's my family as an example. <laughs> my parents are still together and I have three-year-old twins.
0: <laughs> so, can have health. a baby, possible to stay yeah. married. Right, right. Yeah. So, but it but you get my point is that it, yeah, it, absolutely. It, who who knows who you would have been.
1: Yeah. Well, even like my like I said my husband is a nurse. Uh, and one of the first things, you know, I mean, he probably <laughs> was using this as a, you know, he liked to talk to me about diabetes. Because he was interested in it, because he he was in nursing school, mm-hmm. and, lo- and then we got married. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but what what would his pickup line have been? If- <laughs> no.
0: Hey, I I understand your insulin to carb ratio, and probably could be helpful with that. And you were like, I don't even like you, but if you could help with my insulin to carb ratio, you're in, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, even though like diabetes is such a huge part for our whole family. Like,
0: yeah.
1: our whole fi- family dynamic could be different. Right. If our family even existed, like it's crazy to think about
0: that. It, that it, it's, and, and of course you could make this assertion about nearly anything in your anything, life. Anything. Yeah. Right, right. So, um, had I not bought a waffle maker, maybe I'd be 10 pounds lighter. And so, <laughs>
1: maybe. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I can't say for sure. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So, so you would let it, you would let diabetes be taken away, which I don't think is any great surprise to anybody, Yeah. but it would be a crazy impact on a lot of who you are. And yeah. and so how do you think who you are because of diabetes is impacting how you're raising your, your really cute kids?
1: They come with me sometimes for camp. Um, they see that work that we do
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: think that is important, um, they actually just went out yesterday. I went on a run to drop off supplies to a, a woman who was in a domestic violence situation and had to get out fast and didn't have any insulin. So, you know, they come along with me for that sort of thing. And I think me having diabetes and help being a part of the, the diabetes community is, is good for them to see. Um, other than that, like, <laughs> I mean, they like to look at my Dexcom. My, my daughter, especially will ask. What's your color right now?
0: She thinking yeah. about like yellow and red and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, That's
1: funny. And so, like yesterday, she, she yesterday she actually like with emotion said, "Oh, it's yellow." And I was like, "You're three. <laughs> and you but you know what, mommy's blood sugar. Like when I was three, I felt it. That's different. Like, you know, she she saw my blood sugar and and knew that I was not happy about it.
0: <laughs> Where do you yeah. sit with the idea? like when you think about your kids, whether or not they get diabetes or not, I'm assuming you've thought about that. Like what is that? What's that initial feeling like you, when you think about, I wonder if this could happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, my first instinct is do to do everything I can to avoid it. You know, there's all those statistics, you know, all these different things um, that they say increase risk. And I tried to decrease risk as much as possible. Like I breastfed them. um, You know, they got their vitamin D um, uh, you know, basically all of that. And I signed them up for trial net, but I, mean, I know that their risk is a little bit higher. It's, it's actually not too far off right. from any other kid. Um, but, but, uh, if they got it, I mean, they're in the right place.
0: Yeah. Well, you would know what to do. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. You're two yeah. generations into it now. Basically you've got your mom behind you still who has yeah. this incredible understanding of it. And then yours.
1: Yeah. I think it would actually be harder on my mom than it would on me. <laughs>
0: Do you think your mom feels any unreasonable blame about your diabetes?
1: You know, I think she does because when I talk about, um, that when I, like I read, um, uh, diabetes rising and I tried to talk to her about it, she did not want to hear it. She didn't want to hear anything about it. <laughs> um, and it was silly to me because, you know, there's absolutely nothing she could have done. Um, but yeah, she, I, she definitely does.
0: Yeah. And my, my wife has, um, her side of the family has different endocrine issues with their, the female yep. people in their family, <clears <Yeah>. <clears <throat> excuse me. And I know that that feels like her fault to her. And no yeah. matter how much you say to somebody, look, there's no fault in this, you, you know, yeah. you can't, it's not, it's not uh, a fault as a decision. Yeah. Y- you know what I mean? If I stand up mm-hmm. and decide to, you know, go get my car and hit you with it, that's my fault. I've done that. Yeah. If we have an accident, it's maybe it's nobody's fault, mm, you know? Yeah. And so she can't, I mean, she does a good job of living, not thinking about it constantly, but I know Mm -hmm. it's been a burden to her at times. Um, Yeah.
1: And my, my son actually has a vitiligo, mm -hmm. the autoimmune skin disorder. And even that did give me a little, I felt a little, not want to say guilty, but like I've, you can't help but think that like, oh my gosh, like I gave that to him in a way. it's, Um, It's no
0: different than when you look at your kids and they have your eyes and you're like, oh, my eyes. Yeah. You, you know, and then you go, yeah, oh, my vitiligo, my autoimmune thing. Yeah. Shoot.
1: I mean, I I've just got my fourth <laughs> autoimmune diagnosis. and so like, I guess you're bound to have one. What else <laughs> What else do you have? Uh,
0: what else do you have going
1: well, on? I was diagnosed with Graves' disease in, at the end of high school. And then eventually it, it became Hashimoto's instead. <laughs> Um, and then I either have RA or lupus. I have like joint pain and swelling. Mm-hmm. And again, like I'm super in touch with my body and knew I was pretty aware that this was not normal. Yeah. And I, I went to the doc and saw a rheumatologist and they said it's, it's super early and I'm on meds to hopefully prevent any progression, but well, that's number all, 4 <laughs> let's just say this
0: for to go in order. Even if I'm assuming it's a doctor named Graves who figures it out, he's got to yeah. be magnanimous and give it a different name. Yeah, you, 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 like you don't tell people you have Graves disease. That's like what uh, I have, have headstone what? disease. What did you just say to me? <laughs> um, so not 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 good. Hashimoto's at least sounds a little sexier. Yeah,
1: and, it uh,
0: does. And, uh,
1: but, but to be fair, I'd much rather have Graves disease.
0: What is the difference?
1: But what is the what is the difference? Also, Graves what? disease is hyperthyroidism. Okay. So like you know, I lost, I lost a ton of weight. Um, again, I was getting, you know, annual blood work for my thyroid already. Mm-hmm. Um, so they caught it pretty early, but you know, I, I, you know, Hashimoto's is different. <laughs> you know, I can't keep the weight off. <laughs> so, I, yeah, uh, it's,
0: uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little like, more difficult. It's and like, yeah. It,
1: yeah. And grief disease, like I was on meds for about a year and a half and they weaned me off and everything was kosher. You know, now I'm, Yeah, on synthroid for the
0: rest of my life. Right, and and so, the yeah, the tough part about synthroid is the taking it at the right time and then not eating and and all that. So my (laughs) wife, when
1: you're trying to feed toddlers, yeah, my (laughs)
0: wife has hypothyroidism. She takes Mm -hmm. and she takes synthroid, Um, and it was funny because for years and years and years she had all the symptoms, but no, but she wouldn't test out of the out of the what they called the safe range. So no doctor would do anything about it. I remember. Forcing a doctor one day an endocrinologist. I said listen is this is the medicine gonna kill her if she doesn't have it and he's like No, I'm like well, then just give it to her like like what are you doing? You know, and in four days four days She started to feel better and and became like and her mood changed and all of her side effects that were happening were just all started to melt away and I was like Seven years we couldn't get somebody to give her that medicine, you know, and then I guess here's as good a place as any to talk about it. Arden's been taking Synthroid now for about two months. So yeah. we, um, you know. Very she,
1: normal. Yeah,
0: right. And so I don't think I've I'm, said it yet. I haven't. I'm going through in my no. memory. I'm pretty sure I haven't said it on the podcast yet. Announcement. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so, um, Welcome
1: to the club, Arden. Yeah,
0: thank you. I'm sure she's thrilled. Uh, but so it all started with Arden with just like, you know, we were in between, you know, her last endo appointment, we go every three months. She didn't have any elevated numbers at all to speak of. She had had one elevated number for hyperthyroidism once years ago, but it, it was there and then it was gone. It was a blip. Um, but at home, she was, we, we started noticing her telling her like our stomach hurt all the time. She's like my stomach hurts, my stomach hurts, my stomach hurts. So we started paying attention, trying to figure out what's going on. And then we realized she wasn't going to the bathroom for four and five days at a time. Oh no! Right, and then when she yeah. was going, it was her body going. I figured out a way to get it all out of here, and yeah. like, and she'd have this horrible, you know, um, diarrhea, and then, but their stomach would still hurt, and it didn't yeah. matter what was happening, her stomach hurt. And I was like, what's because we took her back to endo, got the blood test, and I th- I want to say her number was up around eight and a half. And the doctor said, well, we don't give Synthroid until uh, the number's over 10. And luckily, I had this experience with my wife all these years ago. I was like, actually, you're going to just do it right now. Yeah. You know, and now I'm such a different person. If if me today was in my wife's situation with her all that yeah. time ago, I would have got her Synthroid on day one. Yeah. And so we got it, gave it to Arden. Three or four days later, she's going to the bathroom on a regular schedule and, okay. and things are starting to get better. She starts growing out of like a lot. Mm-hmm. E- That's awesome. E- yeah, yeah. And I'm like, cool. Like bad and good. Like it's hard yeah. to know how to feel about that. Like you're so excited that you worked it out. Yeah. Sad that it needs to be worked out, I guess. So,
1: yeah. Well, my mom was really upset when I was diagnosed at first and I said, uh, it's just, it's just a pill I have to take. <laughs> like this is nothing compared to what I've been dealing with. Right. Like this is, I I can't tell you how many how many parents of campers I've comforted when they're upset because their kids going on synthroid or you know they have hypothyroidism. I said you know this most of us are. I think. Yeah. Well,
0: I'll tell you what that's the that's the first thing that in a really long time made me cry again. Week to week on the podcast we talk about how I make small adjustments to Arden's blood sugar and how I use Arden's Dexcom thresholds her low and high alerts to tell me when it's time to bump and nudge and keep things in range. Right now, for instance, Arden's blood sugar is 101. She's actually sleeping in, it's pretty early in the morning, and I've been managing things right from here. But earlier in this episode, you heard Colleen talk about a moment in her life where, as an adult, she gave herself too much insulin in the middle of the night. Her mother, who was watching her blood sugar on her Dexcom share, was able to come to her house And stop a potentially very dangerous low. That's pretty amazing. You know, that Dexcom share is available for Android and iPhone. And you can share with up to five loved ones. So you can give access to whoever you want. Go to Dexcom.com forward slash Juicebox. Click on the links in your show notes or at JuiceboxPodcast.com to find out more about the Dexcom. Wouldn't you like to keep your blood sugar at 101 as easy as I'm doing it? Wouldn't you like to have the comfort of knowing that somebody else is aware of your blood sugar? Wouldn't you like to be able to see your kid's blood sugar while they're at school or outside playing? I'm asking a lot of questions I think I already know the answer to. I think the answer is yes, you would love all of that. So get started. Find out more about it. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox with links in your show notes or juiceboxpodcast.com. Well, I'll tell you what, that's the, that's the first thing that in a really long time made me cry again. Like, and it was just the idea of like two things that got me. It wasn't as much about the hyperthyroidism as it was about the two things that just, I was like, how did she get two things? Like, how is that fair?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, um, Mm -hmm. that, that, that got me a little bit. So I get where they're, they're coming from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And at the same time now it's been a few months, you know, her stomach, uh, she clearly had had stomach trouble for for many weeks, and so mm-hmm. she was a little beat. She's a little beat up from it, and it it gets better and better as it goes. But yeah. she she needed a time to rebound from it. Uh, we actually talked to our pediatrician, who just said, "Look, this is going to sound very not technical." He goes, "But she's been eating four and five days worth of food that's sitting inside of her." I said, yeah. he, "He's like she's distended, and things are." You, she's like, "You need to give her time to digest." Yeah everything for to settle down work
1: it out yeah yeah
0: yeah and like i think she's, <laughs> so she, now she's taking like prevasit at night before she goes to bed oh, to help poor her kid. Like, it's just and she's it's funny because poor kid absolutely but at the same time you see her do it and it's just i don't know it's part of her routine i guess yeah you, you know and i don't think she thinks much of it. i'm sure she's not thrilled about it but it's yeah. also i don't see it crushing her
1: you well know. i i found um that uh, I joke that Synthroid like the miracle drug, that it was, it helped fix things that I didn't know were wrong.
2: <laughs> like
1: what? Uh, you know, uh, like, well, I was tired, but I didn't realize quite how, t- how tired I was, like in the bathroom stuff and, and some of my hormone <laughs> imbalances. Like once I started taking that for a few months, I, I felt better, even though I didn't realize how bad I felt.
0: So in fairness, when my wife started taking it, we went back to the doctor and he's like, how are things going? I said, well, I had a emergency grave dug in my backyard, but I filled it in uh, because (laughs) because there were days where she would like, I'm like, oh, my God, she's out of her mind. I'm going to have to murder her. And so (laughs) because being supportive not helpful when that's going on you're just like hey and she's just like i don't care and i'm like okay help me someone and so, <laughs> so you had that going on too
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and well and after after i had the twins i was my doc kept me on the same uh amount of synthroid mm-hmm. and i went super hyperthyroid and so she took me off of it and then all i went all of a sudden i went and like <laughs> totally hypo like, like I don't even remember what my numbers were, but it was outrageous and which was weird because I was still losing weight, but I had just had twins. So anyway, <laughs> I, my husband couldn't believe how much better I was, how much happier I was once I started taking it again.
0: Yeah. I think what we're seeing with Arden is first her, her GI issues are, are clearing up. Yeah. Um, but they say that, you know, it's a lot of the growth is really, and all of a sudden, like I just, every time I look at her, she looks taller. Yeah. And I'm like, "Geez, I wonder how much of this had to do with it." But the other thing, the one thing we don't talk about is is that in the summertime, Arden played in a massive amount of of softball, but she also mm-hmm. slept a lot, too. Yeah. And so she'd sleep in like for real sleep in, you, you yeah. know. And um and now I'm thinking, I wonder how much of that is that as well. Because I always hard, joke. it's hard my, to
1: tell with a teenager. Too. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the other thing. Is it's hard to cuz yeah. I've always joked my wife's been tired since I met her. Like yeah. I've I've, you know, Absolutely felt like that, like forever, you know, she's, my wife can sleep till noon if you let her, like, you know, you know, she doesn't, if she doesn't set an alarm, she, you know, Mm -hmm. we used to joke with her at like four in the afternoon. I'm like, you've been up for four hours. Are you okay?
2: <laughs> you
0: need an app. Is everything good? Um, and uh-huh. and it's but it's so unfair. It's such a sh- – I I was going to curse there, but it's a bad way mm. to live, <laughs> you, you, you know. And yeah. and it's not something that doctors are really good at. I mean, look at look at all the improvement Arden's had in a short time. The doctor didn't yeah. want to give her the medicine.
1: Yeah, that's
0: nonsense. Right, because you what? Because she didn't crest a certain number you know, like eight and a half is not normal. No, she, you know, she was significantly higher, just didn't hit some she, therapeutic level. They had yeah. to was, and
1: she was clearly displaying symptoms. Like,
0: and I go to a really good children's hospital for her endocrinology yeah. and they still were just like, well, you know at this number now it, they didn't fight us when I said, just give us the medicine. It's yeah. not like she's like, no, I can't. She's like, okay, I'll send it to you. you know, It was that easy, but it, she wasn't going to do it on her own. She wasn't going to do it okay. till she hit that number. So huh. it's interesting. All right. Well, not unlike most of the episodes of the podcast, we've gotten fairly far away from the initial question. Yeah, (laughs) and um, whatever. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah.
0: it doesn't matter to me. So. um,
1: Okay. Good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So let's talk. Let's let's just head down a completely different road. So, what are your parameters for? Like, what do you see as a successful day with diabetes? Like, you do. Where do you set like your thresholds for your Dexcom, for instance? Like when, uh, do, you, when do you consider yourself? My Dexcom
1: yourself high is set 70 to 180.
0: Okay. And um, do, when do you react mm-hmm. to your blood sugar being over whatever? How do you yeah. handle it?
1: Um, it depends. I'm not as, not as strict with it as I was because I'm terrified of being low right now. Okay. <laughs> um, Cause I'm home with my, the twins mm-hmm. um, and I have to drive a lot, but um, Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I try to follow the insulin on board. I had a habit for a while of uh, stacking insulin because right. I get a little too inorganic about it. So I backed off on that.
0: <laughs> okay. What a was good ha- day
1: for a, Oh, ahead. I was just stacking and then crashing. Okay. Because I usually, well, being pregnant, I, would, I had to be anal um,
0: so Yeah, because they Since want your, your A1C I've, super low when you're pregnant, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. I was 5.2 my 5,
0: pregnancy. 5.2? Yeah. Okay. A lot um, of lows or
1: not nah, in the beginning. Yes. But not towards the end.
0: Then you figured you kind of got it straight and everything. Yeah. So what, yeah. what goes into a five, two, a one C is it an incredible amount of the de- attention to detail for you?
1: Yes. Is timing it was big. Um, and living by my Dexcom. I don't know if I could have, well, I could, <laughs> my mom said you could have done it without Dexcom, but I didn't have to. And then it helped a lot. It made things a lot easier. Um, yeah, I, you know, always had snacks on me just in case I, I wouldn't say I ate low carb. I only ate carbs that I knew. Right. I only like, I didn't eat pizza pretty much throughout my whole pregnancy, but, um, I only ate carbs that I knew exactly how they were going to react and how I could treat it. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think sometimes, Because we talk on here all the time, and the way I do, you know, handle Arden we I just sort of have the bumping and nudging method. Like I, I I keep these close tolerances, and then I just try not to leave them, and Mm -hmm. it it takes, and it takes less insulin not to leave them, and because of that, then you don't see the lows because you're not you're not crushing yourself with insulin all the time,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and so, but at the same time, you're not wrong. It is you know it it's effort, right? Yeah. So, um, I see other people doing it. Like, you know, the person I was talking about earlier about, you know, trying to, uh, you know, figure out cereal, like she'll, she's going to figure it out. She did. It's actually amazing. The graph is stunning. Like I was like, wow, yeah. you really got that straight. Um, but I don't really see it as much about like, okay, now every day I eat something like this, it's always going to look like this. I always think yeah. of that more is like not, now she knows how to handle that. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like now now maybe she can take that information and translate it to a different food that's difficult. Or yeah, I don't think of it as much as about this attempt to be perfect. I just mm-hmm. think of it as having this information that you can use to, you know, fight the fights.
1: Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hmm. I'd say a good a good day for diabetes is when things go the way I plan. <laughs> but, but that no matter happen. what that it is, happens. right?
0: not And what so, that? and so, I so you brought up something that I think is really interesting because, like, when we get back to the initial point, when I asked people, "Would yes. you want to take diabetes away?" and some people were like, "Well, you know," no, well, I also had that thought back. Remember, I was talking about um, the fear of. Like doing, like being aggressive with your insulin when you're alone. It was yeah. the, I was—I couldn't remember if that was the thing I talked to you about. Like, so mm-hmm. I, we talk about being bold with insulin all the time on the podcast, mm-hmm. and then some. I do hear from adults who are like, "It's hard to do because I'm by myself." But yeah. but you're yeah you're not I by yourself. Really but you're in I'm the same bothered. situation. You have kids yeah, with you.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm caring for two two kids. Sometimes three kids because I have a stepdaughter too. Okay. And uh yeah, I have. And I have to drive her back and forth to school and I have to be able to do that. So I can't, it's hard to take a risk of being low because I need to be able to safely transport them around.
0: Yeah. It's the same fear for a different reason. So if you're by yourself, you're like, well, what if I get too low to help myself? But isn't it funny when you're around kids, you didn't think, well, what if I get too low to help myself? You thought, what if I get too low and I can't help them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I always say like, when I was pregnant, it was easy to keep those blood sugars low because I was doing it for them. And now I feel like it's hard to keep my blood sugars low because I'm doing it for them.
0: <laughs> Isn't that? Yeah. yeah. And no, but and there's two, two thoughts there like that. I'm doing yeah. it for my kids makes it infinitely simple. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, no matter what, yeah. forget the diabetes for a second. Just things yeah. you think you can't do, you can do. And, yeah. and But you need to be motivated by sometimes the love for another human being to do it because, mm-hmm. isn't it interesting, the love for yourself, yeah. not enough.
2: <laughs> and, and no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> And,
0: and I, to- I totally have that too. I was thinking the other day about, I mean, I had this surgery on my shoulder, which is now a, over a year ago, and I'm finally in a better place with it. and But I haven't moved in the way I wanted to for that whole time. You know, I wasn't able to lift things, throw things, do stuff like that. And now I want to get back into it and I can't quite, I can't quite find the motivation to, to, to handle it. And, and yet I found myself thinking the other day, it's such a strange and bizarre thought, but my, my son, we talk about in the podcast that my son's been working out trying to find a college to play baseball at. And he did. And I actually had the conscious thought the other day, like, I don't want to show up to his baseball games like the chubby dad. Like, like, Mm -hmm. do you you know what I mean? Like, and I know that's not why I should worry about my health. But I thought, as I thought it, I'm like, God, is that the thing I could use to motivate myself? Like, I don't want to, not that he'd be embarrassed. And not that, it's funny, when I think about myself, I'm not at my ideal weight. But as I go throughout my day, I don't see myself that way. Like, my self-esteem is not such that i think of myself poorly but mm-hmm. when i offered today to do uh the giving tuesday for the jdrf and they were like well send us a picture of yourself they wanted us to wear the omnipod demo the jdrf mm-hmm. did so i am i'm wearing an omnipod demo for a couple days mm-hmm. and they're like "Can send us a picture of yourself with the pod." i was like wait i gotta photograph myself i was like i, <laughs> I didn't no one said that you, you, you know and, <laughs> and um And if you see the picture on my Facebook page, it'll be long gone by the time that people see this. But somebody said, you look so serious. And I'm like, I found an angle and I was trying not to drop the camera. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. You you know, and and it's just, but I don't, having have all those conscious thoughts, then my next thought's not, well, I should really do something about that. Because I'm pretty comfortable with myself. And so, but when I thought about it through my kids, I thought, well, I probably could do that. Yeah. And that's, I don't know if that's sad or not. I can't.
1: No. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: Yeah, You don't think so? I don't think so. Good. I'm glad because it seems a little sad right, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just such a human condition thing. Like it's easier to, it's easier to care about somebody else than it is to care about yourself yeah. for some reason.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, as a parent, You, I mean, you put them first. So.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, even in that, yeah. like you, when you're talking about going to diabetes camps and helping those Mm -hmm. kids. I think I see myself in a way you probably see yourself too. Like I, however growing up affected me, I am really a caregiver at heart. Like I'm most comfortable when I'm helping other people. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) The people I know who aren't like that seem so much more successful, but, and and, (laughs) and thinner by the way, but um, (laughs) they're they're like, forget all you people. I'm going to the gym.
2: Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: I wish I could do that. (laughs) And then those people are listening right now. And they're like, you can do it. You're lazy. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) So, okay. So you, you keep this 180 and this, and the 70 people listening Mm -hmm. are like, oh, it must be killing Scott that she lets her blood sugar go to 180. But I, (laughs) I get that. I get that you, I get why. Um, and so you picked the number where you weren't, you weren't having lows anymore, but so is it just, how old are those twins?
1: they are almost three.
0: No, geez, that's gotta be exhausting. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that once they become less effort, you'll be able to transfer some of it back to yourself?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Kindergarten. Kindergarten. I can't wait for it.
0: Goodbye. (laughs) Why is everyone crying? Mommy's not crying. Get out. (laughs) We've loved you enough. (laughs) It's so funny. I, um, you think it's going to be easy and maybe it will be for you but the day that my son got on a bus and I'd been his and I'd been a stay at home dad for every second that he was alive um, my wife stayed home from work. She's like, "I'm gonna stay home from work today and watch him get on the bus and you know be there for him when he gets home and like have the whole day together." And I was like, "That's a great idea." He gets on the bus and we turn around and we walk back up our driveway and we're standing in our kitchen and I just start crying. And my wife's like, my wife's like making fun of me. Like you would think she'd be supportive. <laughs> if she's getting a camera, taking pictures of me crying. This is back before digital, so she's got to go to effort to take pictures of me crying. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my god, you're like a mess." And I was like, "Well, well." Uh just I couldn't even put it into words. I'm like, he's been with me like every second for five years. Why did we even yeah. let him get on that bus? Why did we even let him get on that bus, Colleen? I don't know that woman driving that bus. <laughs>
1: See, we're we're easing into it. They're they're in preschool twice a week right now. Okay. It's four hours total for the whole week, and I treasure those four hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you have a healthier outlook for, for these things. Yes. Um Okay, so I think
1: it's different having two of them at once.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know I'm Probably, stopping yeah. myself from going? What about 150, Colleen? Could we put it to 150?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay right now. I'm okay. I'm my doctor is you happy. What,
0: <laughs> what is Sorry. that? What is? It's funny. So, so let let me, let me ask you a question. Right? You mm-hmm. look up and your blood sugar is 130 diagonal up. You're not getting a an alarm, but you happen to see what? it. But you happen yeah. to see it. Would you do something there?
1: Uh, if I don't have any, if I hadn't eaten or anything like that, yeah, I would.
0: You would. You'd be like, "Hey, yeah. my blood sugar shouldn't be going up like this." Yeah. Okay. How often does your blood sugar actually get to one eighty?
1: Um, that's a great question. Depends on the day.
0: <laughs> does it sit at one eighty? You
1: like? Oh, if- that so that drives me crazy. That's the one thing I don't like. So, like, if it if it's just under that, you know what I mean. Mm. If it's like one seventy five, right? I don't like that, but. But especially overnight, right now I can't. I can't bring myself to bring it down.
0: If it's one seventy five, what's the feeling? Like, oh, it's so close. Why don't you just beep so I can do something? Or no,
1: no. no. Like, I mean, if I if I see it, I'll fix it. Right. Um. But
0: you wish you knew, it, and it just yeah. barely gets to the. It just doesn't quite get to the point where it would yeah.
1: Because I mean, I I look at it pr- pretty frequently. Okay. Too. It's not like it's not like I just go by the alarm.
0: That's interesting.
1: Like actually, I, <laughs> I'm freaking. I'm a little tweak squeaky right now because right before you called, um, my dog was on me and she ripped my sensor off and now I'm like, ah. Oh, you
0: don't have your sensor on right now. <laughs> no. So you and Arden are in the exact same boat.
1: Yes, we are. Very nice.
0: I just sent her a text. I'm like, it's because I told you like, Oh, I told her set, set an alarm. Right. M- meanwhile, she's not really going to test when that alarm goes off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so I sent her a text. I'm like, Hey, test. And I get hold on. And I'm like, okay, that seems reasonable, but that hold on was like nine minutes ago, and so, <laughs> and so then, so then I texted back, I'm like, hello, and here's the thing, I don't, I I only want her to text because I don't want her to be high if yeah. she was getting low, I know how much insulin I gave her. I know what her blood sugar I tested we tested before she left. I gave yeah. her some insulin. I didn't give her enough to make her crash. She'd know if she was getting dizzy, if she was hitting like 65. I'm not worried about her being low, and I'm not even worried about her falling fast. I have enough experience to know that I didn't do something to make her fall fast. If she's going to yeah. drop like crazy on that, you know, that thing that happens to you once every 60 days where you're like, "Wow, why the heck did that happen?" You know, mm-hmm. that would just be bad luck. I don't I'm not planning for bad luck today. So I'm really wanting her to test so that I can I want to make sure she doesn't get too high because she's got to have lunch. But, you know, she's going to eat in about a half an hour, 45 minutes.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but I mean, with all the growing she's doing right now, holy
2: mm-hmm.
0: j- yesterday, she came home. Her blood sugar was great all day. Um, mm-hmm. We had a little spike at lunch, but it came right back again. And then she gets home. She has this snack. I totally bolus enough for the snack. And then it just starts climbing. I'm like, more mm-hmm. more. I could not give her enough to stop this spike. And before I knew it, she was like 275. And I was like, Jesus, that never happens to us. So I gave her mm. gave her more, and it wouldn't move. And I gave her more, and I'm like, drink this water. And she's sitting doing her homework, and more and more. And my wife's like, I, I really want to go to Panera Bread and get soup. And I was like, okay. Like, I mean, whatever. And so she goes uh-huh. out and she says to the kids, do you want anything? And I was like, uh-oh, here it comes. And so uh-huh. and Harden's like, I'm going to have squash soup, uh, pumpkin squash soup, and uh, macaroni and cheese. And I was like, oh, oh okay. And so I'm uh-huh. like, so I'm pushing on this 260. That Now it's 260 and I'm pushing it. It won't move and it won't move. And finally, um, finally, 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 my wife's like, look, I just picked up the food. I'm on my way home. And, her blood sugar was still like 260. I want to tell you that I gave her such an obnoxious amount of insulin. Like like <laughs> I was like, a lot has to work out here. Um, yeah. this has to be this is like cause either this food is gonna come home and I'm she's still gonna be two sixty and I'm not gonna have the heart to tell her not to eat it. Or yeah. or I need to get her blood sugar like rock solid, falling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that and uh-huh. it actually worked. But I had to give that's her awesome. so much more than I yeah. expected. And I think it's just cause she's growing and I think she's probably. very close to lady time, probably. Um, not uh, not yeah. Not for this mm-hmm. month, I mean for her life. It hasn't oh. actually happened <laughs> it hasn't actually happened yet, but it feels like it's coming.
1: I was gonna say that's when you get those weird lows <laughs> that you said don't happen.
0: Really, just out of nowhere they just there's yeah. no reason for you to be low and all of a sudden you are.
1: All of a sudden you're like, why am I? Why is this happening to me? Yeah.
0: And that happens to you during your period? Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. We did a whole episode with a girl who, um, I can't think of her name right now. It's called Code Red, uh, mm-hmm. the episode. And all we did was talk about what her blood sugar was like during her, you know, that time. She described, yeah. she described like for weeks before she can tell when it's coming. She can tell like she, it, it felt to yeah. me like dealing with your, with your menstruation. If you have type one diabetes is about a two and a half to three week process a month.
1: It is. It is
0: oh, that it sounds horrible. Is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> do you, do you, I'm assuming it doesn't feel like a process eventually. Eventually it's just.
1: Yeah. I have like different profile in my pump. I just switch it over.
0: No kidding. So, yeah. so you just, you're like, here it comes switch to a different, yeah. well, a, different I use
1: basal. A, I use a new ring for birth control mm-hmm. and that helps. Cause then it's very scientific of when, when it I happens. can switch things over.
0: Okay. So that there's a, a lot, there's a certain day and literally you change your basal rates and your insulin to carb ratios and
1: yep. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: and then, and mm-hmm. then that's,
1: I'm, that's really uh, yeah, I'm low for like, oh so uh, yeah, like take the ring out and then it starts like three days later. That's when I switch it over. Cause then I'm low for the next like two days.
0: Wow. If and I, had, then I go back, yeah. If I had twins, I'd use seven of those rings. I yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um so anyway hey arden just tested her blood sugar's 117 um Woo-hoo. so that's all good um i'm gonna ask her real quick to see if the cgm is ready to be calibrated which it might be
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh and then we're on our way but colleen you and i have been talking for an hour this was the like whoa did it feel like it
1: no it didn't good that's actually do this more often. that's my goal <laughs>
0: Are you trying to hone in on my podcast? Make your (laughs) own. I would say make your own podcast, but soon after I made a podcast, a lot of people seem to have an idea to make a (laughs) podcast, and so um, uh, and I'm not taking credit for anything. I'm just saying find your own thing. Please leave me alone.
1: (laughs) Let me know when you want to talk about diabetes camp. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. You know what? Let's do that. Which camp do you work at?
1: Uh, The Keystone Diabetic Kids Camp.
0: Yeah, because you're right. You're in Philly, right?
1: Uh, I'm in Harrisburg.
0: Harrisburg. Oh. So hey, the the school my son committed to is Dickinson.
1: Oh no way! Yeah, I actually live in Nola, like the other side of Harrisburg, so he's pretty close.
0: No, oh, no kidding. Yeah, we've. Yeah. Um, I've only been out there for his visit, and yeah. um, hold on a second. I gotta tell her. Put the number in.
1: <laughs> when we're in the same county.
0: No kidding. He yeah. He um. So we'll talk for another second about things people would, if you're listening for the diabetes stuff, skip to the end now. Um, and so, but, uh, so he at one point had 15 schools that were, um, were interested like that initial interest. Like, and all that meant was, um, your GPA and your grades seem to fit with us and we like the way you play baseball. And it's a long process of recruiting. It really is something. And then, um, you know, Then some of them will back out because they'll find kids they like better as players. Uh, Sometimes your, you know, your SAT doesn't hit correctly. Like, you know, and so, and teams come away and some more come on. And, and he had it down to a few really great, like good, really good schools. You would have been thrilled Mm -hmm. if your kid went to any of these schools. And then we started going on overnight visits and everything. Mm -hmm. And he just, he was at Dickinson and I was sitting in a, in a hotel room in Carlisle somewhere just mm-hmm. thinking this is it I just sit here I guess while he does this thing. <laughs> and so uh, in the morning I went to to meet him oh because he had to watch a pra he was supposed to go watch another practice with the team after after he'd spent the night and we met there and he looked at me and he's like, I'm really comfortable here And I was like, oh. okay you know and um, he had been to some other schools um, One of them had co-ed bathrooms. Ooh. And he said, Here, here's the quote. I can't completely use the word. So you'll have to insert the word that starts with S and is four letters long when I say this. Yeah. But I, I had to stand in front of my 17-year-old son while he said, uh, Dad, it's weird to take a crap. While a, <laughs> while a girl's taking a shower, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "That does sound weird, buddy." Uh, so, yeah. I said, like, so if He's like, "It's he's like it's not like it was right next to each other, but we were in the same space." Oh, and I was like, uh, "I wonder
1: if that was my alma mater."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "He goes, I'm not 100 percent sure I can do that." And I was like, joking, it was like, "Okay," and it wasn't the whole reason he didn't completely yeah. love that school. Like there were other parts about it that just didn't fit with him. But he came out and he's like, he's like, there's, he's like, I really, I think I really want to go to Dickinson. And I was that's like, awesome. oh. I said, that's great. I said, you know, you're at this visit with, I think that day there were, th- I think the baseball team had three different visit days. And then on that day there were 13 kids there. And I said, look, man, he likes all these kids. I said, you, you guys wouldn't be here if he wasn't hopeful to get any number of you. And I said, so if you're really comfortable, you shouldn't play, don't be coy, you know? yeah and so I went and sat down and, and from a distance I watched my son talking to this coach and then they shook hands and I was like oh my god that's it I think my son's coming here to play baseball that's and awesome yeah it was just it was very exciting
1: <laughs> I, I love Carlisle
0: the, yeah is it I tell it's you I was only there for a day and a half but it was a it was a nice little town like it really was yeah it feels, it's really
1: like it's up and coming I would say you know it's they're starting to really renovate and rebuild a lot of that downtown area. It's
0: really nice. Yeah, I had a really good, I definitely had a good feeling there. The, the campus was great and everything, and it fits his academics. Like it's, it's. he was at, at one school that would have been a daily challenge for him. And not that, not that I think that ch- college shouldn't be challenging, but I was like, I don't know, do you really wanna just be beating your head against this wall like every second you're here? Like, don't you think something should be at least On your level, not always working hard, 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 you know, like that kind of thing. I don't know if that sounds weird or not. No. You you know what I mean? But like Dickens, he's like, this place really feels perfect for me. And I was like, okay, great. So um,
1: we just. Well, you're only about 20 minutes away from me.
0: No kidding. It's not a bad ride either for me. An
1: no yeah. time, turnpike yeah, good. Well,
0: exactly it wasn't fair okay so now for all you other people who don't care about my son going to baseball uh in a second <laughs> i'm going to say uh goodbye to colleen and then you'll hear the stuff at the end of the podcast so thank you very much colleen for for coming thanks, on and doing thanks for this. having me but that conversation was very relaxed i like that thank you very much colleen for coming on and telling your story Thank you, Dexcom and Omnipod, for sponsoring the podcast. You can go to Dexcom.com forward slash box or, and let's do it in a deeper voice, myomnipod.com forward slash to find out much more about these wonderful products. If you're looking for a CGM or an insulin pump, I cannot more highly recommend the Dexcom or the Omnipod. Don't forget, too, back in episode 174, if you just don't want an insulin pump, check out the InPen, the Smart Insulin Pen from Companion Medical. Episode 174. Go take a looky looky.
1: Going to be back next week with more of the Juice Box Podcast.
2: Ta ta.